And we're live. How you doing, guys? Welcome to the Matthew Paris Show. I'm your host, Matthew Paris. We have a great show for you today. I'm here with Alan Perales. He is a big sports fan, big Dallas Cowboys fan. Um, so we're going to talk about Cowboys. We're going to talk about Texans. It's always a great time here on the Matthew Paris Show. Before we get started, though, before we get started, make sure you hit that little subscribe button right down there on the Matthew mm-hmm. Paris Show. It's always a great time here. We talk sports. We talk uh, Houston sports. We'll talk Dallas sports. We talk all kinds of sports. So let's get into it. Alan, how are you doing, buddy? Uh, it's been a long night, but I'm doing good. Doing good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been working all night, huh? Working all night, playing all day. You know what they say. There you go. I love it. I love it. So I see you got the uh, Oklahoma Sooners uh, shirt on. Are you a big fan of those? those oh, guys? oh yeah. Have been most of my adult slash childhood life. So Boomer Sooner, right? Heck yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> so I have a question for you. So in the uh, during the Red River Shootout between the Longhorns and the Sooners, uh, do you go every year? Uh, I I I can't afford that kind of that kind mm-hmm. of venue and especially with how expensive it is now yeah no 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 yeah i mean it's a bucket list item don't get me wrong i mean mm-hmm. even even with the move coming up i'm, I'm sure it's still gonna be like an annual thing but mm-hmm. yeah but it, it's it's definitely a bucket list thing for sure but uh as of now <laughs> th- 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 probably not <laughs> well i tell you the uh it's always a great time i went i went a few times when i was a kid i mean obviously i'm from texas i'm from houston so uh you know my uh my older brother david went to uh play baseball for texas so back in the uh, mid 90s so he didn't play for augie though he played for cliff gustison and um so yeah we used to go out up there all the time up to dallas and the con bowl and and it, it was just uh it was a great time it was a great time um, so hopefully, yeah, you can make it down there. It's a, it's a, it's a fun, fun experience. The Red River Shootout. Mm-hmm. Of course, that was. Uh, it's, what that was it's what I hear. It's what I hear. I hear it's like one of the most, one of the biggest events to, for people to go to, especially in college. So. Yeah, yeah. So the uh, yeah, so we had the Red River Shootout, but then the other big uh, rival in Texas at the time when uh, they were still in the Big Twelve was Texas A and M, the Aggies, mm-hmm. and then the Longhorns, right? So now it looks like that rivalry is coming back with the uh, with the Longhorns and the Aggies because they're as, both as, as much as Texas A&M doesn't want it to happen, it's going to happen. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. So what what do you think about that? You know, there's, there's been some moving and shaking around the conferences with the S. You know, teams going to SEC. I went to Texas Tech. I was a Red Raider. There was one time where it was rumored we were going to Pac-12, but that's not going to happen. We're going to stay in the Big 12 because U of H is moving into the Big 12. What do you think about the moving and the shaking of, of the different conferences? I'm not a big fan of it personally. I, I like, you know, when I first started getting into to watching football, it was right, right, right in 2000 when we won our national title game, oddly enough. Mm-hmm. But, you know, back then there was, you still had, you know, traditional rivalries. You still had the Big East and what it was. I mean, you know, it, it was still, it was basically college football in its heyday at that time. So, yeah, um, to kind of see some of this going away. I mean, we've, we've recently had the backyard brawl again the last you know, year or so. Uh, but, you know, that game went away. Uh, Bedlam's going to end after this year, which is sad because <laughs> that's the longest rivalry in college sports right now is, is Bedlam. So yeah. that's going to, that's going to die after, after this year. Um, and then of course, you know, USC and UCLA also moving to the Big Ten. Those rivals I had there, those those are going to end. So you're it, 
the shifting, I get why they're doing it. They want revenue. They want money. I get, I, I get all that. But you're, you're killing the sport, I feel. Yeah. You're killing the sport. You're killing the traditions. And you're killing the the great rivalries that some of us grew up with. I know newer newer fans nowadays just want to see these big-time matchups. Mm-hmm. But all the guys like us, you know, I'm, I just turned 30. So I'm, I'm, like, right there on that edge where it's like, you know, mm-hmm. are you a young kid? Are you an older guy? I don't know. Just look at the white of my hair. You'll find out. Um, <laughs> That's why I keep my hair really short, you know? Yeah, I got a little bit of a bald spot back here, so I got to cut it. You know what I mean? I take a number two to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I understand. It's that, same thing, honestly. Same thing. It's, it's, yeah. it's, I, have my own, I have my own thing, and it's easier to do it myself. So, <laughs> yeah. But, I, yeah uh, but, yeah, it's like seeing all these good rivalries, and it hurts small schools as well you don't you're not going to get those teams that come out of the woodwork and you know you're not going to get those david versus goliath matchups again i I hate to put on the negative on my team but the boise state oklahoma game we're not going to see stuff like that again you know tcu was tcu wisconsin in the in the rose bowl that was a great game even though tcu is a big 12 team now uh but we're not going to see those those types of matchups anymore unless the playoff just somehow works works out better than yeah. what we think so it, i agree i agree with you i think the rivalries you know it's we grew up with those traditions you know like you were saying usc and ucla the the crosstown rivals you know high school has them you know i went to memorial you know it was memorial stratford uh, uh across the beltway so uh that's in houston um <coughs> excuse me so i yeah i know what you're saying um yeah, but, you know, of course, you know, A&M's going to SEC, so that rivalry between Texas and Texas A&M will come back. Uh, my nephew uh, actually just committed to A&M. He's class of 2025 uh, baseball. So um, so we're all happy about there. So my older brother went to Texas, and my nephew's going to Texas A&M. So mm. let's say, yeah, once that rivalry happens, it's going to be interesting, you know, the dynamic there. Um, but, I, but you know, we're all excited for him. Um, let's talk about – you said you're a big uh, Dallas Cowboys fan? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's I mean, talk about the Cowboys a little bit. There you go. There you go. You got the banner <laughs> behind you. Uh, let's talk about the Cowboys. Um, what do you think about uh, Dak Prescott, and how do you think the Cowboys are going to do? And what do you think about their draft picks this year? Uh, so with the draft, um, I'm I'm okay with most of our picks. There's a couple that I'm a little questionable on. I mean, I didn't like the fact that we had to give up a fourth round pick to come back into for next year to come back into this draft. Uh, right. I think you, I think that's more value out of what you than what you can get out of this. And I'm, I'm, I'm not seeing any positives out of it so far. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I like Deuce Vaughn, obviously being a big 12 guy. I, if you know, if you've seen Deuce Vaughn as much as I have, man, I do not like him as I do not like going against him. I am so glad he's in Dallas now because he is an electric player, and I know he's five five, and I know the size is gonna be be a crutch on him at times. But I think he, I think he can have a bright future. He could be that Darren Sproles type of player mm-hmm. in, for the Cowboys going forward. Uh, I like Mozzie Smith more than most people. I know people. And, and yes, I understand they wanted to go get Dalton Kincaid and that ended up then not happening because of the trade with Buffalo. But, right. um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm yeah. not the biggest hater on Mozzie Smith because it fills a need. They need help on the interior defensive line and they got it. And, mm-hmm. you know, they got a linebacker in this draft as well, wide receiver, you know, they filled needs pretty much. So I'm, I'm, 
I'm okay with their draft. I'm not 100% sold on it, but I'm okay with it at the very least. I love yeah. Deuce Vaughn. He's my favorite pick of this, of this draft. So, Yeah. Yeah. Do you think, uh, do you think uh, Dak Prescott could get it done for the Cowboys? I hope so. <coughs> I hope so because I've, I've been – I've backed him since he started. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, when, when he started his rookie year, when he was – Having his success, I I, lo- I I lobbied for him to be the starter going forward, and it ended up happening. And, and you know, and I don't think Tony Tony gave him his seal of approval too on his way out. So yeah, you know, it was his classy move there by Romo as he was, you know, even yeah. though he still had you know a couple more years on contract with the team, he's like, yeah, this is Dak's team because you know he just that was an amazing rookie year, and I feel like the reason why he, he his production has kind of tampered off and why he struggled has been his injury. The injury is, is a ACL injury that he had in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, that really, really hurt him a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think it's taken away a huge part of his game, his ability to run the football, kind of like what these, you know, mobile court, all these mobile quarterbacks do in the league. I, I kind of put Dak and, you know, back in, I put kind of put him in that same conference conversation as a mobile quarterback kind of like a Jalen Hurts he's not a fast guy but he's you know he can get the job done he can get out in space and he can make some moves but Mm -hmm. after that ACL injury it just kind of hampered it a little bit you're not seeing him run as much you know he is making some questionable decisions and hopefully Brian Schottenheimer coming in can kind of help him with that I know McCarthy's going to be running the offense but I know uh, but they brought Schottenheimer in to kind of help Dak get Get, get his yips up so maybe yeah. he can be, be a better pocket QB than he can be a running QB so I agree I agree yeah no I think I think they had with their picks um I think it was uh I think it was good um you know of course off from Houston I liked our picks so mm-hmm. <laughs> so we'll talk about that here in a minute but um the uh what do you think about Jerry Jones as, as an owner and just as a you know vice president you know CEO owner what do you, what do you think about it? It's, it's 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 tough. It's tough to to make a comment on Jerry because you know while he, he, there are times where it's just he makes questionable decisions. He's he's probably the smartest businessman in the entire league. There's a reason yeah. why the Cowboys are worth as much as they are and he's done such a great job marketing them. He's you know making them the worldwide commodity that they are. Uh and you even look at the dra- some of the drafts that he's had. Uh, he's had pretty solid drafts. He's not he's not lacking of football knowledge, that's for sure. Yeah. It's it's just that, you know, sometimes they don't pan out. Sometimes the team that they have doesn't pan out. And sometimes, you know, the coach doesn't pan out. And of course, Jerry's gonna take the entire hit for it because he is the owner, he did and the GM, and he does makes all the business decisions for the team. Yeah. So he's definitely yeah. gonna take the hit for it. And then, you know. You know, Mike McCarthy coming in was not the best decision, you know, many fans thought he would make. But, you know, the reason why I'm optimistic about McCarthy this year, he's had improvement, you know, yeah. the last, you know, over the course of the three years he's been here. Yeah, 2020 was a disaster. Nobody wants to remember that year at all. Uh, you know, Dan Quinn came in, helped fix the uh, fix the defense, then, you know, the next couple of years. But as the years went by as well, McCarthy progressively got better as well. I mean, the penalties went down, the decisions got better. I mean, the playoffs were still questionable decisions there, but 
you know, I, I kind of put that on Kellen a little bit, which is kind of mm-hmm. why I'm glad he's gone. I'm not yeah. trying to say he was a bad offensive coordinator. <laughs> he wasn't by any means. You know, Cowboys were a top seven offense, you know, last three years, three, yeah. four years since he's taken, taken over. But the problem I have, and I, I don't think people quite see this yet, but I, they'll probably will. He really doesn't show up in big games. Yeah, you look at you look at these big games that he's had. You know, at Philadelphia, with even though with a backup quarterback, you know, three interceptions. You know, the plays weren't there. You know, Philly's defense just basically tore us apart. Yeah. Um, you know, both playoff games against the 49ers the last two years, the offense was basically a no show, and the yeah. defense did everything they could to to to, to keep them down. So, you, that that's on Kellen. He's the offensive play caller. That's on him. So, yeah. What, um, so yeah, what do you think about Jerry Jones going down to the sideline, coming out of the owner's box and going down to the sideline? I know a lot of people who don't like it. You know, I know a lot of people who are like, you need to stay up there. You know, I, some coaches don't like it. Some coaches will tolerate it. What, what's your opinion about that? Well, I mean, he's not the only owner that does that either. You know, there are multiple owners throughout the league that do that. I I know Jerry likes to be on the sidelines at certain points, especially if, you know, the game is in hand, you know, Mm -hmm. if it's like a a three touchdown win, it's like two minutes left in the fourth quarter, Jerry will come down. He'll start conversating with people. He'll start, you know, doing stuff like that. I mean, it seems to me like he doesn't, he still doesn't have like, I know coach, people think that he has, you know, a lot of control over what McCarthy does of what, what, what needs to be done and what needs to be. I mean, of course he's the owner. He has all the control in the world, but as far as the game itself goes, you know, Mike McCarthy's still calling the game, you know, yeah, he's going to be calling plays this year. Dan Quinn's still running the defense. The coaches are still doing their job. Jerry's being the owner. He's going down, checking on the guys, you know, making sure everybody's okay. You know, he's doing what an owner should do. And right. I know people don't like seeing owners kind of fiddled in their business, but I mean, yeah. the owners got have to at least, you know, I'm I'm not faulting them for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, you're right. I think uh, a lot of owners do it. Um, I know Jimmy Johnson back in the day had problems with that after they won uh, Super Bowl 27 and 28. What uh, and Jimmy said, "Hey, man, you got to stay up there." And of course, Jerry fired him. So obviously, it's Jerry's team, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't blame Jimmy for that. And there are certain coaches that won't tolerate it, especially, you know, the the guys we've had. You know, Jimmy Johnson, Bill Parcells is probably another one that probably didn't like it as much. But yeah, you know, I mean, some you know some owners know when to stay out of business, stay out of the the, the actual business at hand. But you know, Jerry is Jerry; he's going to do what he wants regardless. <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. He's, you know, he, he's, he's, his business mind's thinking, this is my team. I can do what I want. I can go anywhere I want. I, you know, AT. And that can be a problem. That can be a problem. So, yeah. That's, that's, I think that's part of the reason why the Cowboys have had trouble with success, which is why he's near lately. He's been staying up in the booth. He's been staying up out of the way. But, you know, you're right. He has, he hasn't been down there lately. Um, He's been staying kind of up in the owner's box a little bit. So, so all right, we're going to shift our interest to baseball. Obviously, you're a Texas Rangers fan. Texas Rangers are doing well right now. What are your uh, What are your thoughts about that? The rest of the season coming up in the All Star break. I had no idea they were going to be this good. I'll be honest. 
I was thinking, you know, that'll be middle of the road, maybe a few games above 500. It's a little bit better than last year, mm-hmm. you know, because they have a competent manager. Now, I did not think this was get, this complete 180 was going to happen because they've almost won as many games as they did last year. So, yeah. I mean, 40, they've gotten 40 and 21 now, I believe, which is their best 61 game start franchise history. So, yeah, I mean, kudos to what they've done so far. Bruce Bochy. I feel has been, and we we see that say this on our baseball show too. Um, Bruce Bochy was probably the best offseason hire out of any team, <clears throat> out of any player, out of any manager ever. Yeah, um, well, not ever, but this year, Bruce yeah. Bochy came in here, gave him a swift kick in the you know where, swift yep. kick in the ass, and uh, just completely changed this team. Because this is basically the same team from last year, except for the starting pitchers. You know, they brought in Evaldi, they brought in Heaney, they brought in DeGrom, which, you know, sucks that DeGrom had to go down when he did. Uh, But, yeah, you know, it's been a complete change. And this is definitely a change that they needed. And, again, Bruce Bochy's won three World Series, so I'm very optimistic of what this team could do this year. So, um, And the fact that we're 20 games above 500 – has yeah. me excited as yeah. a fan right now. Well, as a fan, I'm from Houston, of course, you know that. So, as a fan for the Astros right now, we lost last night. We're second in the American League West. I mean, obviously, we won it all last year. But, um, yeah, no, you guys are doing well. Sometimes we snuck up on you guys. You'll be a game above us or two games above us. Then we'll lose a couple of games. You guys will win a couple of games. And, you know, we'll be back under 500. Or You know, the Astros right now, I think, are a little bit above 500 maybe a 500 team right now. Jose Abreu was supposed to be our big guy to replace Yuli Gurriel, and he really hasn't done anything this season. You know, he's got his – he got he had his first – I was watching the game uh, with a buddy of mine. He had his first home run. He was very excited about that. But last year he was killing the ball for the White Sox. And now, you know, for the Astros, he really hasn't shown anything, you know. Um, you know, he's done all right on fielding, first baseman. But, you know, as far as hitting goes, I mean, come on, we're spending all that money on you you know and and so, Jordan uh, just went down too yeah he did Jordan just went down he was our big superstar this year he was uh hitting grand slams and home runs and you know now now he's he's out for I think a couple of days uh you know trying to figure out what's going on there but uh yeah so and we lost last night so I think uh you know I think we might be a 500 team this year maybe after the all-star break they they get a little bit of a run going uh, maybe we can make the wild card spot in the uh, in the uh, AL, you know, American League, but we'll we'll see, we'll see. Uh, do you see the Rangers going possibly going to the World Series this year? And if you do, who are they going to face in the World Series? I don't see it this year. I think okay. this, there's still some things that they need to address. I think their bullpen is not the best. Uh, I don't even want to mention last night, um, but. <laughs> Yeah, their bullpen needs a lot of improvement. I don't think that's the one thing that might hold them back. Yes, they can outscore pretty much anybody in the league. They have a really tough series right now with Tampa, but um, I, I do think that, you know, Tampa's probably going to edge them out. Um, yeah. Maybe once time, time comes, maybe Baltimore's a little bit more compact than what, what Texas is, but I think they're – they have the at the very least a chance to go to the ALCS, yeah. even if they're they end up being a wild card team with the way that they're playing. I could see maybe division series ALCS. That would be probably the the top 
top for me this year, at least. If we can make it to those one of those two series, I'll be okay. Yeah, I'll be fine. I'm not. I'm not expecting World Series, if I'm being honest. So, but I'm. I'm. I'm excited to see what this team could be going forward. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I. I think you're absolutely right. I think the uh, Tampa Bay Rays are a tough, tough team this year. I mean, they're they're just they had, they show no signs of slowing down. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, the Tampa Bay Rays is going to be a tough team, and I think yeah, the Baltimore Orioles is uh, is a tough team. They seem to be have a lot of good players in a stacked in stacked positions. Um, yeah, so I mean, but you do see uh, possibly the Rangers go, going to the World Series or going to the ALCS, right? Uh, World Series probably not. Um, ALCS I think would be their their peak. Yeah. Um, if if they continue on the stretch that they're going, uh, I wouldn't be mad with the division series either, considering that this team has been putrid for the last three or four years. You yeah. know, even getting to the playoffs would be a huge, huge boost in confidence for these guys. So, I mean, I, w- I would love a World Series appearance as a fan, mm-hmm. but I don't I just don't think it would happen this year. Not this year anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I appreciate your honesty. I think it's uh I think it's it'll be tough. I think they are in the hunt though. I think they're one of the top teams right now to be looked upon as a possible World Series contender. But yeah, it's gonna be hard to beat the Tampa Bay Rays and the in the uh, Baltimore Orioles. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're only a third of the way through the season, so we still got a lot of baseball left to play. So. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean that's the thing about baseball, it's hundred and sixty three games in one year, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and the Astros have a ton of injuries right now. We're on the injury reserve list where, you know, we got to take care of that. Jordan and Jose Altuve was out for weeks on end because he broke his thumb playing for Venezuela in the World Baseball Classic. So, it's a, uh, so yeah. So, uh, we'll see what comes up. Are you excited for the All Star game? Mm, I mean, I, I'm not quite there yet. I probably will once it gets closer, but yeah, this, this is going to yeah. be a good one this year, I feel. Yeah, I uh, I voted the other day for my uh, my ballot on who I think should go. Did you did you ever get an email about that on voting? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I voted mine. So of course in the American League, I voted all Astros because <laughs> I'm an I Astros. Mean, I mean, I mean that that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and in the National League, uh, I had to vote in the National League too. So uh, I voted who I think should go. I had uh, Wilson Contreras as catcher. Although he he hasn't really, I think he's one of the best catchers in the uh, Major League Baseball. However, going from the Cubs to uh, St. Louis Cardinals, he's been doing okay for the Cardinals. He hasn't really been dominant like he, he's been in the past for the Cubs. What do you think about Wilson Contreras going to the uh, possibly going to All Stars in National League? Uh, I, I personally have, would have Sean Murphy in Atlanta over him right now you think so? because of what Murphy has done with the Braves. Just and in, in just his first year there kind of contrasts what Wilson Contreras has done with St. Louis <laughs> and St. Louis organizationally is just a dumpster fire. So um, yeah. I've got, I, I feel for the kid because, you know, he was told he's not going to be the catcher. He's going to play more in the outfield and then he's back to being the catcher and that, that whole drama. But yeah, if anything, I would see him maybe be a reserve if, if that went that way. But I think, I would like to see Sean Murphy from the Braves probably be at least the starter there yeah. on that side. Yeah. Yeah. What about the American League? Every every one of the Texas Rangers? Uh 
uh, I got a few at least. Uh, Avaldi for sure. Uh, yeah. Because of what you know, he's been a godsend. Simeon, Seager, uh, maybe. Simeon for sure. Garcia for sure. Jonah Heim for sure. A um, few others. Josh Young for sure. You know. Yeah. Those are those are the the few that I have. Maybe Duran because Duran's played well. Um, I would probably throw low with it, low in that conversation as well. So you you may see a lot of Texas Rangers get get put into the All Star game this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can see that they're doing well. The whole team's doing well. So you said it was the best record of franchise history. It's the best start in franchise history. Yeah. So yeah, best start. Yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about the uh, let's go back to the draft a little bit. Let's talk about the Houston Texans draft. Um, of course, we have we I think we had the second best. I was talking about this with a with a friend of mine last night. We had the second best draft. We meaning me because I'm a Houston fan. We uh, the be- second best draft picks uh, I think in the class for this year. We have Tank Dell from U of H, University of Houston. We have Will Anderson from at Alabama. He comes from the school of Nick Saban. Um, we have, of course, C.J. Stroud for Ohio State. What do you do? You see the Texans going going up, moving up. I mean, they'll the only way they can go. The is only up. way they can go is up. But yeah. yes, yeah, I, I agree. After three wins last season, so what do you what do you think about that? Alan? There's so much there's so much optimism in Houston right now because the you know the bad man is gone. You don't have to worry about your new old GM anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like I like the guy that you brought in. You know, of course, D'Amico has done a great job so far. You know kind of helping to put this team together. Uh, and again, I really, really like the draft that you guys had, um, you know, especially, you know, at the, the first two, the first two picks, my goodness, I, no one thought that the Texans were uh, going to trade, trade up. No, there was no rumor of it. There was no yeah. thought of it that you know, they trade up to number three. Not only do you get, cause, cause the question was, you know, before before the draft happened, most most of the questions we had, especially on this network, is like who who's Houston going to take? Because yeah. there were thoughts of they may not take a quarterback. They're probably going to go Will Anderson. You yeah. Know, who? What? What? What are they going to do? What are they going to take? What are they going to go for? And then you know, you know, ironically enough, I, I mentioned this pre pre show, but uh, I was on a, a Houston podcast last night with the Just Fans guys, and uh, one of them predicted on our draft stream that the Texans were going to trade up from, from 12 to three lo and behold, that's exactly what they did. Yeah. Got your quarterback at two and then traded up and got your defensive captain at three. Mm -hmm. So solid first two picks. I like, I like the, the tank Dell pick as, Mm -hmm. as most, most Houston fans really, really like that pick and he's coming along strong in camp from what I've heard. Yeah, uh, I like the Xavier Hutchinson pick again. Iowa State, uh, Big Twelve school. He, he's been a thorn in our side for the last few years, so I really like that pick as well. Um, yeah, just building a really solid team. I really, you know, obviously we 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 got the wide we got Charles wide receiver and Brandon Cooks, but you know, in exchange you got Dalton Schultz. So yeah, you know, that's a little tit for tat there. So I, I, yeah. Dalton Schultz is a really solid tight end too. He's going to be a good security blanket for, for a young quarterback like a CJ Stroud. So you got a pretty good team there. So I like yeah. I like a lot of what Houston did this year. I think everybody does. Um, I think uh, I know the city of Houston is excited. And again, like you were saying, Alan, we, the only way we can go is up. We in the past couple of seasons we finished in last place. We only won three games. Um, 
do you see the Texans possibly going to the playoffs this year or no? And what, what's your opinion about I that? I don't think they will. Yeah. I, th- I think, though, and I mentioned this last night, too, I think they're one of my dark horse teams. Yeah. Because of their division, who they have to play this year. You got the NFC South, who is a, another putrid division. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I really, really, really like CJ Stroud. I'm surprised he wasn't number one, if I'm yeah. being honest. I thought he was the better of the two, especially after I watched him uh, in that semifinal game against Georgia. He picked Georgia apart. And yeah. I'm, I thought that game alone was going to put him number one. But, you know, kudos to Bryce Young. He did a great job at Alabama, as always. You know, deserving of a number one pick, definitely. But I think CJ's going to have the better career, if I'm being honest. I think okay. CJ's going to have the better career. I think at, at best, probably 8-9 is probably going to be the best that maybe Houston finishes. They yeah. could sneak up there and maybe steal. I don't think steal an AFC playoff spot because the AFC is just so loaded. Yeah. Uh, but... I think they can be competitive this year. They're going to be in a lot of one-score games. Uh, and, you know, who knows? If they have a good enough season, maybe they can <laughs> challenge, challenge Jacksonville for the division. So that, yeah, would be a, so that would be a great turnaround for sure. Yeah, I mean, we, we have a tough – AFC South is a tough division. A lot of good teams, the Colts and stuff like that come out of there. Uh, Colts now have Anthony Richardson as their franchise quarterback to be the successor to Andrew Luck. And uh, Payne Manning and Andrew Luck. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I think you're right. I see them winning. I see the Texans winning probably six or seven games, six or seven games, maybe eight. I do not see them going to the playoffs yet. Do you think uh, that D'Amico Ryan starts C.J. Stroud right away? Or do you think – Oh, I think he's already pretty much going to be the starter. You think so? Because from, from what I've heard – you know, Davis Mills has taken like one or two reps with the first teamers, and the rest have just been CJ. Like, yeah. I think they're pretty much sold on on CJ Stroud being the starter, and it's it, from from what I keep hearing that CJ is just miles ahead of Davis Mills right now. So, yeah, you know, even if there is a competition, I still think CJ is going to be a day one starter. The thing with Davis Mills, though, and I was I was the big uh, I was a big defender of Davis Mills when he first came into the league. You know, they I felt like okay, they they're throwing him to the wolves right away. They he started his first year, he didn't have any uh, anybody to train him or anything like that. So when he threw a bunch of interceptions, I'm like, well, that's a rookie mistake. He was throwing it high, he was throwing it over receivers' heads, and then I was like. Well, you know, he's he's a rookie. Now he did it the second year. I'm like, well, I can't really defend you anymore, buddy, if you're gonna do that again. You know, you should have some sort of idea of how the NFL works now. Um I don't think CJ starts right away. I think he um I think Davis Mills probably starts, or either Case Keenum probably starts to kind of show CJ the ropes of an actual NFL game. And I'm not talking preseason, I'm talking about an actual NFL game. And then by the third or fourth game, CJ will come in probably in the second half to to do some reps. Uh, that's how I see it. I mean, do do you agree with that, Alan? Or do you, are you sticking with your your answer? I, I think they're just going to throw them out there because yeah. I think you know the best way for most quarterbacks to usually learn is on the fly, um, yeah. or or in, unless you're sitting behind a Hall of Famer, then you know, good luck. Um, but. You know, I yeah. think I think he's talented enough. Again, after what I saw him do in the Georgia game, I really, really think he's going to end up being the starter. Like I yeah. think that that they're really high on him. They they he's already started to build the connection with some of the receivers he has. 
you know, Nico Collins, you know, yeah. Mechie as well. You know, Tank Dell, as we said, is having a great uh, <coughs> OT, had a great OTA this year. Yeah. Um, so, you know, this young group bunch is going to come together. They're going to work together. And I like, I think CJ is a great leader to be a, a, a great leader for them going forward. So, yeah, I do think he starts day one. Okay. Well, yeah, it's going to be interesting once we, once we get to preseason NFL and, and whatnot. Um, so yeah, no, I'm excited. The, um, what, what would you be, who, who would you say would be the dark horse team in the NFL? I mean, would you say it's the Texans or would you say it's another team? Out of the whole NFL, I'm going to say Chicago, the bears, just because of what all they got and what all they did this offseason. They probably had the best offseason in the league this year. Yeah. And I know sometimes that doesn't translate it, you know, onto the field, but I like to, I like the development I've seen out of Justin Fields. You know, he's got some offensive line help now. You know, he's got a number one receiver in DJ Moore now. He's got a good tight end in Cole Komet. You know, Darnell Mooney's still there. He's going to be a solid number two. Yeah. Um, I really like their some of the defensive uh, finds that they got. Jermaine Edmonds coming in was a big, big uh, plus for them. Uh, some of the defensive line guys that they brought in were pretty good, too. Um, I think the Bears could be a sneaky good team, especially with the NFC North kind of up in the air. I yeah. mean, it's there's no clear-cut winner. Um, I, I don't, I'm not sold on the Vikings just mm-hmm. because of who they have at quarterback. You know, yeah. the Lions, you know, obviously would be the favorite. You know, I like Dan Campbell a lot. I think he's got that team rallied around him, and they've done a great job. Uh, they could be hit or miss, though, but I would say maybe 10 and 7 for them. They could probably be the, the favorite to win the division. I think okay. Chicago's going to be very competitive this year, much like the Texans are, so I could see them being being that dark horse team this year. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh I can see that totally. It's a good answer. Um, of course, uh, I, I like to see the Texans just go all the way. But yeah, no, Chicago could definitely be in there as a dark horse team where nobody expects them to be good, and they come out and they're and they're really good. Um, and then about it, and keep an eye on Atlanta as well. I'll I'll mention Atlanta if Desmond Ritter is a solid quarterback for them. Atlanta's going to be pretty good this year. Absolutely. Absolutely. A couple more questions. Uh, how do you feel about uh, Tom Brady? Tom Brady was originally on the Rich Eisen show, the GOAT, um, and he talked about his retirement and stuff like that. There were rumors that he was coming back and he was going to be a Miami Dolphin. Um, obviously, I think he squashed that on the Rich Eisen show. He uh, said, no, I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty, you know, pretty with it that I'm going to retire, but I get, you know, he's going to, you know that he signed a huge deal. I think a two hundred and like forty million deal to be an analysis, a football analysis for uh, Fox Sports. He he talked a little bit about that. He talked about a rumor that he could uh, possibly be part owner of the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, what do you uh, what do you th- what are your thoughts on that, Alan? Well, I think he is part owner now. I think that's I think they they made that official. So okay, um, but I think he's done. I think he's, he's done. done. I don't think he's coming back. I think he, I think he's done with football. Twenty three years is enough. You know we don't need you anymore. Let's let us let your last game be against a loss against us. Come on now, <laughs> come on yeah. now. We hadn't beat you your entire career. We finally beat you in your final game. Just just let it just let it in that way. Let it in that way. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think 
you know, unless something dramatic happens, I think he's going to stay with stay with Fox. Uh, I think rumor is is he's supposed to start next year. He's going to take a year break and then go with them next year. Okay. Well, they're paying him enough money for it. So, Mm -hmm. what do you uh you don't think they'll try to pull the Michael Jordan routine? What the Washington Wizards did, where he's like, where he was, I think what executive VP of basketball operations, and then it asked Jordan, "Hey, come on and play." Which he did for like what, well, two seasons, with their seasons? quarterback situation right now. Yeah, if Garoppolo doesn't pass a physical, you never know. But I don't, I don't think he will. I don't think he. Yeah, will. yeah. You don't think the ownership will say, "Hey, uh, Tom, why don't you get a jersey on? Let's uh, let's see what you still have." You know. <laughs> um, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody in the AFC wants to see that? They're like, yeah, no. <laughs> especially, in, especially not in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think, uh, you know, with all the records that Tom Brady has and stuff like that, do you think a quarterback could ever get close to that? I think the closest could be uh, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, what, what's your opinion about I think that? Patrick one? might do it, but I don't think he will. Yeah. Anybody's going to come close to what Tom Brady did. Yeah. If anybody yeah. could do it, it would probably be Patrick Mahomes, but I, I don't see anybody playing for that long and. <coughs> Just the way Tom handled himself in the offseason, that's part of the reason why he did play for so long. Yeah. He, he kept himself see the injury and to a little yeah. bit. He's the commitment to to stay yeah. careers. So, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Coming, you know, I think he's not mm-hmm. gonna get pointed at all. Yeah, yeah. The uh, you're freezing up there a little bit, a little bit now. Now I can see you. Now you're good. Yeah, yeah. We got bad weather here, so that's probably why. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was like, I ca- I call it a lot of that, but I was like, oh, he's freezing up a little bit. Um, when you live in Oklahoma, you never know what's gonna happen. <laughs> Well, I got to tell you, man, uh, it's been an honor. It's been a pleasure talking with you, Alan, talking sports with you. Um, uh, thanks for coming on to the Matthew Paris show. Uh, it's no, been no great. Problem. Thank uh, you for, ha- thank you for having me. Absolutely. Any, any final thoughts? Uh, no, but uh, shout out to Dan for putting this together as well. Dan Harris, the, the founder of Let's Talk Sports, the mastermind behind everything, if you will. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, shout out to Dan and yeah. Definitely show support to everybody on the channel for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. No, shout out to Dan, our, uh, our producers, our producer, uh, you know, let's talk sports. It's always great. You know, Dan came to me and said, Hey, we, you know, I like what you're doing. Let's, let's do a show. So that's, this is our second episode. Um, so yeah. So yeah, number, having, two. <laughs> number two, exactly. Number two. So I'm having a good time. I think, uh, get my guests are having a good time, hopefully. So Alan, thank you again. I appreciate it. Before we end, uh, let's make sure to hit that little subscribe button right down there. It's always a great time here on the Matthew Paris show. We talk sports and we have fun. Um, thank you again, guys. And we'll talk soon. Okay. Bye. It's a-